friends. Welcome to episode 73 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dora Swift, and I am so thankful that you are listening in today. And I have a great show for you. I have my friend Tammy Hersig with me, and she is going to share how as a rule-following church girl, she thought if she did everything according to the formula, she'd have the perfect Christian life. But life isn't perfect. And formulas and rules, well, they're not what Christianity is about. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Because the rules of religion, well, they keep us bound. But a relationship with Jesus makes us free. And we're going to talk about the difference between religion and relationship. But before we get more into today's amazing show, I have an important announcement. Operation Christmas Child has been reaching millions of children each year with the good news of Jesus Christ through shoebox gifts. Even in the hardest to reach places of the world, churches are being planted and communities are transformed. You can pack a shoebox this year and reach a child with the good news of Jesus. National Collection Week is November 15th. And to learn more about it, you can visit samaritanspurse.org OCC. So what does it mean to lose religion? Well, Tammy and I are going to talk about that. And I know what she has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Tammy Herzig. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I am excited to welcome my friend, Tammy Herzig. She's a wife, a mom, a speaker, writer, and has been a Bible teacher at heart for over 30 years. She's written several Bible studies and loves to connect with women right where they are to communicate God's grace and truth. She's a frequent speaker at her church and also serves as a board member and volunteer for Rescue Health Pregnancy Center in her hometown of Kansas City. She enjoys spending time with her husband of 38 years and their children and grandchildren. She also loves coffee with friends, reading, hiking, and playing with her dog, Samson. Love that name. And we have a lot in common, Tammy. Welcome to the show. So great to have you today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Doris. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I appreciate you being on and sharing what God has for you to share today. I know that you have been teaching the Bible for so long and speaking truth into the lives of others. And before we started recording the show, we had a little bit of a conversation about the fact that there is a lot of Bible illiteracy out there. And that's not say that people aren't smart or cannot read the Bible or learn the Bible. We just know that there's a lot of people out there that may just depend on others to tell them what's in the Bible rather than seeking and finding for themselves because of one reason or another. And I know your ministry has a lot to do also with sharing how it's not about religion. So I would love if you would share a little bit more about you, your story, and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, Tammy. Oh, I, I love that. Well. You know, I have been a Bible teacher for a long time. What's fascinating to me is looking back and seeing the hand of God and how, you know, he kind of just weaves you together, uh, weave weave things together in your life to to bring you into your fierce calling. Mm -hmm. Um, I 
was attending a women's Bible study in my church as just a young 20 something, you know, and, um, I don't even know why these women, it was an intergenerational, there was women of all ages and they met every Tuesday morning. And I loved going to this Bible study. And I remember one Tuesday, they asked me if I would teach and I don't even know why (laughs) they would ask me to do that because I didn't even know enough you know, to be dangerous. Um, but I'm telling you it's something about that. I loved it forced me to dig deeper into the scriptures and it helped me to come to know the word deeper. And through coming to know the word, I, you know, came to know Jesus deeper, but that took a really long time for me because, you know, I, I came to faith as a 16 year old high school student. My aunt led me to the Lord and, So that's been over 41 years ago. And I wish I could say that I'd spent all those years, you know, following Jesus, but really what I did was spent most of them following rules. You know, I knew a lot about God for a long time, but I, I can't really say that I knew God, um, that I had a relationship with him. Uh, I had a lot of information without the relationship. I had the religion without a relationship. Yeah, I I like that you pointed that out because there are a lot of people who have followed rules and felt that they have to follow these rules in order for God to love them or to be able to get into heaven. And we just wind up running in circles and striving, striving, striving when that's not what grace is about, is it, Tammy? And, you know, we know that when we come to Christ, you know, we know when we come to him that we have nothing to offer and we know that it is by his grace that we are saved. But then after we're saved, we get into this pattern of thinking, okay, now I'm saved by grace, but now I've got to follow the rules (laughs) to stay saved. And if I, if I make a mistake, then, you know, I've got to get back on the right track, which we do have to get back on the right track, but you know, our salvation and our, uh, our salvation is not dependent on our performance and God's love is not dependent on our performance. His approval of us is not dependent on our performance. And so we just get caught in this trap of focusing more on what we do instead of who God says we are. Amen to that. That is an important thing to come out today. And I think it's going to bless somebody today that need to hear that. And, uh, I also love the fact that when you were in this class, with these women, all different generations, that they could see something in you and asked you to teach. Because I know we've heard this before, and I've said it before too, is that we can teach someone something because the Holy Spirit reveals things to us that we can teach, and he gives us that knowledge. But also, there's always someone behind us that we know a little bit, we're a little bit further ahead of that we can be teaching too. So what was it like when that began? And then after you started doing that, did that just kind of open doors for you to continue on that journey of teaching? I think what it did was it, you know, they did call something out in me, but I didn't really realize it at the time, you know, looking back, I see it. Um, but it was just having, you know, the courage to, I guess, step into it just a little bit at a time, but it was so important to have those women, you know, speaking those things into my life, calling those things out in me, giving me opportunities when I know I wasn't doing it 
perfect. You know, I wasn't doing it. I may not have even been doing it really well, um, but they challenged me and encouraged me and mentored me along the way. And before I even knew it, I was already, I was kind of already doing it. And so, yeah, it just was really, um, cause I really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do, you know, with my life as a young person. I mean, I, I was married at 19, you know, and so I knew I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't really have any vision for myself beyond that. And so I just, you know, I just realized what a gift it was for uh, these, these godly women to uh, speak God's call over me without me even realizing that that's what was taking place. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture of discipleship. It is. And you're right. There is always someone behind us. We all want to be mentored people. That's a big topic right now where we want someone to mentor us, Mm -hmm. but we can always mentor someone else because we're always 10 steps ahead Mm -hmm. of somebody else. So who's behind us that we need to be speaking um, God's call over. Yeah. That's very important to remind ourselves and others, that God wants to use us not only to receive, 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 but to give, give, give into what he's teaching us so that we can share his truth with with others and also become a mentor. And there may be some listeners today who never really considered themselves to be a mentor or the possibility even of thinking that they could be a mentor. So I just pray that this would encourage and challenge them because I always like to say that when I have my guests on the show, that the message God gives is inspiring, encouraging, but not only that, it's for them to be able to take some kind of action in their life and step out and use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. So I see that you have been using the gifts that he has given you in such amazing ministries, like the pregnancy center we talked about. How did you get started in that? Is that a local one in your community? It is local in my community. Um, I, we talked a little bit about this before the show started, but um, my daughter, when she was in college, experienced an unplanned pregnancy. And, you know, what I thought was the worst thing that could have happened in my life was actually turned out to be the greatest blessing I could have ever received because, you know, my first grandchild is just the delight of my heart. I mean, she's turning 16 this week Mm -hmm. and um, she's just been such a gift to us. And so, you know, I would have never put you know, crisis pregnancy centers on my list of ministries. It was nowhere on my radar. Mm -hmm. What was really interesting is a friend of mine, who's a nurse uh, at a crisis pregnancy center invited me to one of their banquets. And uh, so my husband and I went to this banquet and um, for the first time, and we, our hearts were just grabbed a hold of how this is a ministry that impacts life and death. I mean, this is, you can, you know, support a ministry like this and save the lives of 
of people. And so, uh, and minister to women who are in such a serious crisis in their lives too. And so we started donating money and that's how I got involved. And so I thought, you know, I probably should go and visit this place. You know, it might be a good idea. And when I walked in to this place, they gave me a tour and they sat me down in one of the counseling rooms and shared with me the the life affirming truth that they speak to these, these women who come in, in crisis situations. And that's when it hit me that my daughter had sat in a room like that. And I just sat there and started weeping. I could not stop crying. It just you know, and my granddaughter was about five years old at that time. And so that was the first time it really affected, it hit me that my daughter had walked into a place like this. And because she did, you know, I have my grandchild. And so, uh, so how could I not, you know, support a ministry and how could I not uh, counsel young women who are in, how could I not help someone else's daughter? When someone had been such a a blessing to my daughter and, oh, I just wish I could find those people. I wish I could find the woman who sat there with her and just, you know, hug her, but you know, I'll just hug on somebody else's daughter instead. So that's how I got started with that. That's a beautiful story. How it touched you so deeply, how God got you in there and said, all right, Tammy, here we go. Right. (laughs) And you know, then when the connection happened and you're like, wow. And thinking about the fact that you can speak truth and life into the lives of someone else's daughter, that is amazing. And that is so precious. And uh, we think about that all the time, how when we are praying for people, when we're helping people, that they are someone's daughter, they are someone's niece, they are someone, you know, and, and, men too. They're someone's son, you know, and so that is an amazing opportunity to go in. And these pregnancy centers are all over the country. And if anyone is listening to this episode and is experiencing a crisis pregnancy right now, or knows someone that is in that situation, well, God wants to do something with it. And going into the pregnancy centers, it's just to go in and you will be greeted warmly and lovingly, regardless of where your mindset is or what your choice ultimately is, because it's going to be your choice. But just to know the truth and to know that you do have options, that there are options for you and some people that want to come around and love on you and support and help you through that time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. So uh, that's amazing, Tammy. And you've also written some Bible studies, right? I have. I have written a few. I've never published one, but I am writing one currently that I do plan to, to publish. And so that's kind of been one of those things that I feel like God has been, um, uh, challenging me on, um, uh, I have, it's like, why have I not ever published any of this? I mean, you know, not to, to publish into a great, you know, publication, but I mean, why have I not published? And I think it's just a matter of confidence in my calling. 
And um, I've always taught other people's studies. And then I started writing some of my own. And um, so, yeah, for the first time, I'm writing one that I do plan to publish. And then I will go back with a couple of others and publish some of those as well. So it's just kind of a new thought for me to, you know, to, to do that. And so it's, God's challenging me to step out a little bit in this arena. Yeah. That's great that you brought that out, that he's challenging you to step out and take some kind of action out of your comfort zone. Because right. oftentimes when he calls us to something, it's going to be beyond us because it's him. And that's exciting to think about. So if we're intimidated about doing something and think, wow, this is way beyond what I could accomplish. And it's true. And that's where we yeah. see God's hand move mightily. And it's exciting. You know, when we think about all, all the people in the Bible that you've probably been writing about in your studies, they've all pretty much felt inept <laughs> at exactly. one time or another. <laughs> exactly. I think we, we, we look at them and think that they had some advantage that we don't have, that they were special people, that they were more holy than us, that they were more called than us. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah. They were as big a messes as we are. Yeah. They've made mistakes like we have. They struggled with doubt and insecurity just like we do. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, they stepped out and just obeyed and did what God asked them to do. And because they did, they impacted the lives of other people. And so God is, has not changed. He still calls the unqualified and then qualifies us in the process of our obedience. Yes. And so that's kind of where I want to be is just stepping out and obeying in those areas where I am being stretched beyond way beyond my comfort zone. Yeah. It's just like our muscles, you know, before we yeah. exercise, before we do anything physical, we should be stretching our muscles so that they don't get injured. So you said something really key a moment ago, and that was to just step out in obedience and just be willing, be a willing worker, as the word says, right. you know, and let God do the rest and, uh, and just follow his lead and he will never let us down. He's faithful. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We think if it's hard, then I must have missed my calling. If, if, if this was really my calling, this would be easier for me. Yeah. And I think that that's such a huge uh, misunderstanding is that yes, God is calling us to it. And then we will grow into it because, you know, it is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to learn new skills. We're going to have to hone talents that maybe we have, but we have to de further develop them. And because it's not easy, you know, then I, I have quit so many times because I thought I must have missed God because this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm. No, <laughs> that is fantastic to share because you're right. Oftentimes we think if we're gifted in a certain area, it's like, we will just have smooth sailing, but God never promised us smooth sailing. <laughs> he will be the wind in our sails, but you know, it's never really that smooth because we live in a fallen world. But uh, as you said, that when we're operating in our gifts, we are continually being equipped by God. We're never, yes. we're never quite there, all, all there. We've not arrived, you know, exactly. So, which is good because it kind of keeps us humble too. <laughs> 
Yes. And I think also God uses our call to bring healing into our lives Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, through the process of developing my gifts and having the courage to step out in things, there's been areas of insecurity that have, you know, tapped, been tapped into, um, and, and other areas of wounding in my life where I feel like God has been working healing in me. And so he's teaching me to become the, the person I want to be as I'm doing what he's called me to do. And so I have had so much of my own spiritual and emotional growth in obeying God, Mm. you know, through the process of me stepping into my calling, there's also been great, um, healing in my heart and growth in my heart. So he creates us to be who he wants us to be (laughs) as he is growing us to step into the calling. Yeah. That is a great visual that you were talking about how we continue to learn, but through that we're healing. And as we walk in our calling, as we teach others, as we reach out in whatever areas that he has gifted us in, and even those beyond our gifting so that we don't feel like we're just in a box, like we're boxed in to only be able to serve in places where we're gifted because we can also learn and help others in their gifting by serving in areas that we might not totally be comfortable with. But I, I do love how you explain that your healing has come through what you're doing while you're doing it. Because I think there's so many who might feel that they have to first go through the healing journey before God can use them or because of where they've been or what they've done or what's been done to them. Those things have to just somehow be worked through before they could even serve, but actually it's in serving and using the gifts that can help that move along further. Right, Tammy, that's what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's part of the whole religious mindset is that I should be better than I am. um, If I, if I want to please God or that I'm not, you know, uh, my weaknesses or failures are getting in the way of God's God's plan for my life, or I'm not spiritually mature enough to step into the calling that God has for me. And I, you know, I think that that's just the enemy's way of keeping us from, from growing and moving forward and experiencing God in a, yeah. in a deeper way. Yeah. It is good to think of it in those ways and look at it from that perspective so that we're not focusing too much on ourselves and putting it all on ourselves, that we're the ones that are doing it all on our own and that it's a pass or fail. It's a succeed or fail. It's, it's just step out. We can't really fail if we're walking in the will of God even if it feels like failure to the world, because some failures are measured differently in kingdom work. Uh, You know, it's, it's really looked at as a learning or a growing or a pruning. Those kind of things are helpful in, in for, for our growth and for our good and the good of the kingdom and others versus absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the more that we allow God to do his work in us, the more we experience him and then the more we have to give others because, you know, what I want to give other people, 
I want to give people more of Jesus. You know, I don't want to put more burden on anyone with more religious practices or one more should to do, Mm -hmm. you know, I want people to experience a relationship with Jesus. And so the best way I can do that is for me to have a relationship with Jesus that is living and active and breathing and vital and life transforming for me. And then I can help other people have the same thing. I don't want to be, you know, I just don't want to give people more rules to follow. Wow. That is a beautiful statement right there. That is really impactful. Not give people more rules to follow and just point them to Jesus. And it is important too, because we want to help people learn how to fish, not give them the fish, (laughs) just not fish for them, but help them to to actually learn to fish uh, on their own and seek him and seek his word and seek his face. And so I love how you're doing that. And I imagine too, it was exciting for you to write these Bible studies. And then you probably taught them in your, in your studies, in your groups, right? For the women in the group. And that was, that was great. What was that experience like? Um, you know, it's, I, I love it. I have an amazing group of women from my church and just from friendships over, you know, my lifetime, there's kind of just a core group of us that, um, you know, have stuck together and doing a lot of different studies, but, um, I, they're, they are the bomb.com. I love (laughs) these women because, you know, to get together with them, I mean, I can write something, Mm -hmm. but, um, they have helped me write them because because, you know, their feedback, their, uh, their, uh, their courage to share their own experiences mm-hmm. have been just tremendous encouragement to me mm-hmm. and, um, have helped me to get out of my own head. Cause I know what my experience is like, but they've been so, they've been so generous to share their experiences with me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just, I love that. Cause I, for those of you who do write or are in ministry, it seems like so much of it is an isolated, um, experience. You know, I spend a lot of time at home in my office, writing on my computer, studying. And so to get together with these women, it's like, they just breathe such life into me and they're such an encouragement to me. So I just, I love them. Yeah. That's great because it's a reminder of why God is having you to do these things. You know, why you're why you're actually doing this, not so you can sit alone in a room and write a study, but it's so that you could see some of the fruit of the things that he's bringing forth in your life, which is cool. And it's kind of like a little test kitchen where you can see how the ladies, you know, how it resonates. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I love having the feedback and the interaction with others. Yeah, that's so helpful. So this one that you are planning to publish, is it one that you're still kind of working through right now? It is. I just finished teaching a series this summer with uh, some of my posse. Mm -hmm. And um, it's basically it is how it's on losing religion and finding relationship and what relationship with Jesus really looks like. And I compare it to going on a journey because really life with Jesus is a journey. It's in, and so, you know, we, we think there's this destination and the destination is, you know, heaven, but uh, we often think that the destination is something different. And when, whenever our lives don't look the way we thought they were going to look, it's very confusing. 
Um, and so, um, so yeah, it's just a, a study on what relationship with Jesus really looks like. And um, so it was just really fascinating to go through that experience with them. That's very interesting and an intriguing concept for a Bible study, because that is important because there's so many taglines and t-shirts or bumper stickers that say, you know, it's not about a religion, it's about a relationship. But I don't know that really that gives people enough information as to what do you mean by that? What does that even mean? And so this study is bringing out the truth of that. And so what are some other things that just going by religion could do in a person's walk or what the difference is between that and actually having a relationship with Jesus? Well, the religion aspect is so focused on performance. And whenever we're focused on performance, we cannot help but to experience a lot of shame and condemnation (laughs) because we just can never do enough. I remember several years ago, I was writing a Bible study on Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, and I was teaching it at the same time. And I was studying my Bible, (laughs) I mean, Monday through Friday, like, all day long and writing this study and then teaching it and then going to the next chapter and doing the same thing for weeks on end. And I was totally exhausted. And when I would go to bed at night, I would lay there and think I haven't done enough. And that was when the light bulb went off in my head. I thought, I can't do any more than this. If this isn't enough, then I'll never be able to do enough because I can't do any more than this. And that's when I realized there was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Something's not right here because I'm doing as much as I can do. And I still feel like I'm not doing enough that something was wrong with me. And so I think that's what we get with religion that I should be better than I am. You know, God has got to be disappointed with me. I'm just never, ever enough. And the other thing about it too, is I feel like we start to live by formulas where we feel like, you know, if I do all of the right things, I should get the right results. And that doesn't really happen. You know, the longer you live in life, I I hate to be the bearer of of (laughs) disappointing news, but you know, you can do as many of the right things as you possibly Mm -hmm. can and things can still go wrong. So, um, so, you know, living by religion can cause you to go down that path. There's another path as well. And that's where you can feel like you are doing things really well. And you're looking down on other people. Mm you know, we're, we feel we're full of pride and arrogance and judgment toward people and we fail to have compassion. And we think we look at other people who are struggling and we think, well, if they would just do more things, right. They would have a good life. Like I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so religion creates a whole disconnect, I Mm -hmm. think. And so relationship with Jesus is completely different from that. And I think that the relationship aspect can be really confusing to people because it's, it's, it can seem really confusing on how do you have a relationship with an invisible being Mm -hmm. and relationships are hard enough with the person sitting across the table from you, you know, but when you can't see that person with your physical eyes, you know, the relationship can feel really confusing. And, you know, we, I think that there's a mindset that once we become a Christian, the relationship is just going to be there. Mm -hmm. And when it's not, then we think something's wrong with me because we see other people having a having a relationship with God, we think, and I'm the one that I must be a problem. The Christian life must not work for me really well. And so I think that the whole relationship aspect is 
can be really confusing. So I think if we look at our relationship with God, like a friendship, because Jesus says in John 15, 15, I, I don't call you servants any longer. I call you friends. Yeah. And so if we look at our, our relationship with him, like a friendship, how does any friendship grow and develop? It it just, it takes time, you know, spending time together and letting the relationship grow and develop into what it's going to grow and develop into your relationship with Jesus is going to look very different from mine. You've been a Christian a different amount of time than I've been. You have different circumstances than I've had, you know? And so when I compare my relationship with Jesus to yours, I may feel like, well, I'm coming up short. I'm not doing something right. Mm -hmm. But if we get rid of the expectations and just spend time with him, learn how to hear his voice, learn how to read the Bible and, and, and tune into him, learn how to do these things, then we can let our relationship with God become what it's going to naturally become without looking at anyone else. And I think that's where friendship with God can grow into something beautiful and, and personal for someone. That's great that you use that friendship. And it's not really just an analogy because it's true, you know, that Jesus is our friend. And so that's important because people can relate to that because they understand what a friendship looks like. And, you know, maybe we've all had friendships where we didn't put as much work into it and it just kind of fizzled out. And then there's other relationships where we invest a lot into it and it's a two way street. It's not just one way and just waiting on it. And so I love how you brought that out. And also the fact being that we should not compare our walks or our relationship because it's going to be different in that, that too is so important for us to remember so that we're not focusing on that, but we're focusing instead on our relationship with Jesus, you know, where we, right. where we need to focus it. And I wanted to go back a little bit too, where you were talking about the differences between religion and relationship. And I love how you brought out that it can be a slippery slope when we go from one extreme to the other, either we feel like we're not doing enough or we feel like we're good. And then we become legalistic and judgmental toward people and kind of calloused, I think to the pain of the world because this world is hard and full of hard things. And it yeah, is so the fruit of the spirit, we want to continually walk in, you know, and, and the kindness and gentleness and just loving others as God has called us to love them and love him. And so I love how you brought that out. And that Bible study is going to be amazing. Do you, are you going to self publish it or are you going to seek uh, traditional or how do you think that, you're going to do that. You're still kind of sorting that out. I am. I'm sorting that out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know yet. Just wondering because I was thinking about the timeline in my mind. <laughs> so if you, if you uh-huh. self-publish, it'll be out a little sooner, but I would love to hear and follow that. And I know that those who are listening, this is a Bible study that we all need to do. So don't forget to follow Tammy so that you can uh, get a hold of it 
and, you know, any excerpts that she might share with you ahead of time. And, uh, yeah, so I would love, is there anything that you would want to leave the listener with right now that would encourage them today and maybe inspire them to take the next step forward in, in their walk with Christ? Um, well, they could always go to my website and on my blog at TammyHerzig.com. I um, have several of, uh, I think there's about four or five blog posts that I have where um, I share in the blog posts, little bits and pieces of the Bible study that um, I went through this summer with, uh, with my, my friends. And so um, they can go to my website and um, can download um, and print those Bible studies. And um, on the homepage, they can sign up to receive a a free download where uh, it's three daily practices that can help us to cultivate a deeper relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus, learning how to rest and to receive and to relinquish. Mm -hmm. Um, just real simple daily practices that um, will help us to, you know, kind of get in that mind space of uh, being still quieting ourselves and connecting to Jesus, because that's really where it's going to start. That sounds like an amazing resource for people to grab for free. That's awesome. And also to check out some of the Bible studies in the blog posts so they can do some of those on their own or maybe grab a friend and do them together. Mm -hmm. So have your friend check out Tammy's site as well and download their copies and get together and talk about it and talk through it because it's always good to read our Bibles, but God has also given these gifts to others to help create resources that enable our time in the word to be enhanced or maybe a little bit more guided so that we can look for specific things and answer questions and have some conversations with each other or even on our own, you know, with, with the Lord together in our friendship time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I also have a a journaling course that I created um, last year and journaling has been one of those things for me in my life that has helped me in my relationship with Jesus to learn how to be still. It's taught me, um, oh, it's just taught me so much. It's taught me how to, uh, to practice hearing God. Um, you know, most of us are taught how to pray, but we're not really taught how to hear God. And, you know, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, you know, not just his words, but the sound of his voice and journaling has been one of those things that's helped me practice listening for God and hearing him. It's, it's helped me to connect the dots of what God is doing in my life. Um, and so I have a journaling course that uh, is on my website as well. And, um, I created a discount code for your listeners. The, the course is normally 29.95, but if you're, any of your listeners would like to purchase that, I have a $10 off, um, coupon that they can use. They just type in the word fierce and, uh, in the, uh, the, the, um, the coupon section and they'll get $10 off. Wow. That is an amazing value. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you have a journaling course. That is really cool. Cause oftentimes, you know, it's like people say you should journal or try journaling or whatever. And maybe some people aren't really sure exactly what that's supposed to look like, or they don't really know if it's for them, but taking this course. And I love also how you 
present it as not only getting our words and thoughts out onto the page, but as an exercise in being able to listen for God's voice. Yes, yeah, I love yes. that take on it, that perspective of journaling. Yeah, and yeah, it's being able to capture it, you know, to write it down. And I think for me at first, you know, it helped me once I got it written down. I wasn't sure if it was really God's voice, mm-hmm. but I just did it in faith, trusting that, you know, okay, it sounds like God because it's not anything I would say Mm -hmm. to myself. And then when I would go back later and see, I would, I would see how he answered it later that I would have missed if I hadn't written it down. Mm -hmm. So, um, journaling just does so much to help us grow our faith and believe that we really can have a genuine relationship with God. That's very encouraging. And it's encouraging me to get my journal back out and do those things because I love journaling too. And I've had gotten away from it a little bit, but you've kind of breathed new life into that desire. And it's so true. We think we'll remember things and we don't. Even from like one hour to the next, we think, oh yeah, we'll remember that. And then, you know, even if you go to the grocery store, oh, I'll remember to pick up blah, blah, blah. If you don't have a list, forget it. You're going to come home without it. So make sure to write it down and record it. But also I do love how you brought the fact that you can look back on it and see how God has answered prayers, how God has brought things into fruition and how he says things to us in our spirit that we would not normally say so we would know or like every time you write something to you look back on it and you go who wrote that <laughs> it doesn't feel did I write I don't think I wrote that because it was the Lord you know sharing through through you right. through us so that's a beautiful thing and I just appreciate coming on the show today it's been so much fun and it's been just a blessing having you on and I know that God has really used so much of your story to minister to others and he's continuing to do that through your Bible studies. And I hope that everybody that's listening will check out those resources on your website. And I will also put all of those in the show notes and the discount code. I'll put the awesome. discount code in the show notes so they can grab that journaling course. That is really cool. How long do you think it takes to, I guess it just depends on the person, right? It's kind of a self-paced type of course. Yes, it's self-paced and none of the videos are very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just do it, you know, in chunks, yeah. but it, it doesn't take super long to go through oh, it. nice. And I love that they have videos so that people can yeah. really get to know you well. And so great. Well, Tammy, this has been so amazing and I'm looking forward to your Bible study coming out when that will be. And I'd love to have you back on the show and we can talk about that again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Doris. I really appreciate you inviting me to uh, be a part of your show and to share with your listeners. All right, friend. Well, thank you again. And it's been a blessing and we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope what Tammy had to share encouraged and inspired you to take some kind of action step closer in your walk with Christ and to cultivate that relationship with him and isn't it so precious that the lord desires an intimate relationship with us and not only for us to talk with him but he wants to talk with us and that is so amazing and i know tammy would love to hear from you so reach out to her at tammyherzig.com and grab her free download of the three daily practices that can help cultivate a deeper relationship with jesus 
plus that amazing journaling course that she mentioned. And don't forget to use the discount code FEARS for that discount that she talked about in the show. And I'll have those links for you in the show notes. And I love this quote from the show from Tammy. God uses our calling to bring healing into our lives. Isn't that so amazing? Friends, I would also love to connect with you. So check out my page at daraswift.com. And if you are looking for a speaker for your next women's event, I am booking my calendar for 2022. So be sure to connect with me so we can chat about that. And you know what? God is so amazing. And you are listening from all over the world. And it's so encouraging to know that we're never alone. We have the Lord and we have each other. So friends, I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friends, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.